2: What did Joseph and Mary say? Okay, God, since you're the boss, I'll marry Mary. Mary said, I don't understand how I could be pregnant and bear the savior of the world, but because you said so, God, I will obey with a servant attitude. Why? You're boss, I'm not.
0: When we get that down, you're on the road. To success. In this life, we are told that we can be the commander of our own ship, that we have the final say about what happens to us in life. But anyone who's lived for any time knows that there are many things we have to deal with that are out of our control. What to do then? Well, Pastor Mark will be teaching about the solution, giving our lives over to God. He is the one who knows all about our lives from beginning to end. The future unknown to us is old news to God. We will be told about people who had forgotten God and stopped serving Him, and those who trusted God for their futures. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. he will be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in 1 Samuel chapter 3, with part 3 of his message, Because God Says So, I Will Listen With a Servant Attitude.
1: Your
2: lessons now, when we come to the New Testament, remember, things changed. God would speak to every Christian. In the Old Testament, different. New Testament, that's where we live today. In the Bible, per se, Jesus was called a shepherd, and you and I would be called sheep. That was kind of the analogy that was used, because sheep were a very common thing. Look at this verse. Jesus is speaking it. My sheep, in other words, people who are Christians, who have a relationship, who've asked forgiveness of their sins, my sheep, this is just a statement, it's a fact, they listen to my voice. And where would that voice be today, the primary voice, where would it be? The Word of God. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, I'll come back to that in a moment, and They don't just listen. They do what? They obey. They follow me. You'll see that at the end, God isn't going to waste his time talking to you and me if we refuse to do what he says. Why would he waste his time doing it? He won't do it. Now, he's patient with us. But understand, our concept of God determines how we relate. When I told you this morning that God cares for you, and that he knows you, and he wants to have that personal relationship with you. Most people who are not Christians, they can't believe that at all, because they believe God as a distant, impersonal God, not interested in their lives at all. But notice what this is. My sheep. It's very personal. He wants a relationship with every one of us. Every one of us are his creation. He wants us to do life with him. And that understanding reminds us of something. Basically this. That verse, let me read it to you again. Just stop and listen. Remember, this is God speaking to you. I'll make it personal. You, for a Christian, are my sheep. And you listen to me, to my voice. I know you, and you follow me. That's how personal it is. Now, that word know is an interesting one, know. It means, in the Old Testament, same word, Adam knew his wife. What what does that mean? That's intercourse. And they had children. So it's a very intimate word. They know I know them. You see, before you marry, before you married, you're dating, and you think you know your spouse before you married. I've been dating them for two years, I know all about them. <laughs> Surprise. Now, if you're a Christian, you're not having sex. You're waiting. On that night, when you're married and you have intercourse, you know them. You know them. You really, you know, the flags go up. Everything's having an exciting time together. No, let's not even go back there. I have to go back a long way to remember that. But I can remember it, baby. If you can't, something's wrong with you right here. Get that blue pill. Get that thing straightened out and go good. Now... Come on back, come on back. We'll have trouble. We'll have a lot of time, a lot of fun in the house. All right, now come on back. Why did God design it that way? Now, some of you failed in that. God forgives. Could I hear an amen? Amen. We can start over. Well, why did God do that? Because that's the most intimate thing that can ever happen between a couple. Why? This is what our relationship should be with God. I know them. It's between you and God. It's fantastic. And they follow me. Would you write this down? Here's where we have to get excited. Listen, be encouraged. We can hear God speak. And then we can obey and do life right. Notice that doesn't say some of my sheep will hear me. No, every Christ follower every Christian will hear God speak. Now, many people, some of you here, you know about God, that there is a God. You might even believe that there's a God, but you don't know him personally. Like I said, Before you're married, you kind of know about your spouse. You know their name, you know their habits, some of them anyway. But until there's an intimacy of a personal relationship, then you really know them. And I'm going to give an opportunity for some of you at the end of the service to go like, well, Pastor Mark, I'd really like to be able to do life successfully, do a marriage right, person am I dating, is that right? He has all those answers for you. But first, you have to know him. You have to confess your sins. You have to become a believer. That's what the life of a Christian is all about. Now, turn with me, Old Testament, 1 Samuel. Old Testament, 1 Samuel. You you see where it is? It's kind of about a quarter of the way through the Old Testament. So just turn there. Now, let me give you some history as we go there. Remember I told you in the Old Testament that God didn't speak to individuals very rarely except leaders Prophets, kings, priests, those kind of things, Jewish priests. The nation of Israel was created for one reason. The nation of Israel, God created, God Abraham, who is a pagan, made a relationship with him, and the whole purpose for the nation of Israel was to be light to the surrounding world. Back in the Old Testament, not too different from today, to be honest, most of the people were pagans they would worship a stone a tree anything any kind of an idol they didn't know there was a true god that could be known personally they by the way if this was a let's say this was an idol just as a representative of an idol would you ever go to a place and worship and and the person that's a pagan says you know what if you listen closely you can hear this idol speak Well, no, they could never hear it speak. It's not alive. We have a God that's alive. He speaks to us. So Israel was created to say to them, don't worship things. Don't worship idols. There's a true God that created you. You were created by the living God, Yahweh. But they didn't do it. And here's what would happen. In those days, when Abraham got started, the pagans would take their little children and burn them to death as an offering to this idol. And the, the valley of Gehenna was filled with babies being burned. That's how far it went. Also included, if you'd come to a church, this was a pagan church, there'd be prostitution in the church as a worship to pagan gods. So God sent Israel to be a light. No, no, don't do that. Here's how to worship God. You can have a relationship with him. And it started out good. And then pretty soon, this is how the nation of Israel, the Jewish people, here's how they live. Hmm, Love God, listen to God, don't listen. Love God, don't listen. Do my own thing, do my own thing. And their whole life was what? Up, down, up, down, up, down. Where I'm going to read to you this morning, it was a downtime. The Jewish people were not interested in listening to God. The Jewish leader Eli, the priest, the judge, he'd been a judge 40 years. He wasn't interested at this point in listening to God. Not only for him to speak to the people, but he didn't listen to God. His sons themselves were having prostitution in the temple of God. And so we come to an interesting time. Remember, the period of judges says this, and man did that which is right in his own eyes and could care less with God would say. So watch what happens. First Samuel 3 verse 1. Now the boy Samuel he's 12 years old. ministered before the Lord under Eli. Samuel was a servant in the temple under the priest Levi. In those days the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many Visions. So for generations, we see what's happening. God is not speaking to Eli and hadn't been for a long time. Now, why Why would God suddenly be silent? Well, think about this. If I'm going to ask you to do something and we're in a relationship (laughs) and you say, well, just tell me what you want me to do. And I tell you and you don't do it. How long am I going to keep that up? So God says, look, it's a waste of my time to tell you how to do things right, Eli. You won't listen. Silence. Do you know that can happen to our hearts? Sometimes people say, I, don't, I open the Bible, but I get nothing from it anymore. I said, then you need to go to God and say, is there something that's blocking you from speaking to me? It's never God's fault. It's always our fault. And so there's no visions, nothing's happening. And that's just exactly what God's doing. Now, you're introduced to a little boy named Samuel. He's 12 years old. He doesn't know it, but God is going to speak to him and through him because he has an open heart. He's not hardened yet. Proverbs warns us as Christians, watch this. Proverbs 29, 18. when people do not accept divine guidance, when they refuse to obey after hearing God, after reading the Bible, they run wild. But whoever obeys the law is joyful. Remember, God gave us his word to give us life so we can enjoy how to do life. Now look at verse two. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, he was lying down in his usual place. And the lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. So Samuel was doing the normal things he'd do in the temple, tabernacle there, whatever, and the ark of the covenant was there, and he'd be lighting lights, changing the bread, doing all those things that the Bible told him to do. Well, while he's in there serving, this 12-year-old boy, then the Lord called, look at verse four, Samuel. He called Samuel. Samuel answered him. He knew somebody was calling him, Here I am. And he ran to Eli, the priest, and said, Here I am. You call me. But Eli said, I didn't call you. What are you talking about? Go back and lie down. So he went back and he laid down. And again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up. He knew somebody was calling. Went to Eli again and said, Here I am. You call me. You can hear the voice. Eli said, My son. My son. Quit waking me up. I didn't call you. Go back and lie down. Now, Samuel, key verse 7, did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. You see, Samuel had been assisting Eli and serving in the tabernacle. But he did not know the Lord in an intimate and personal way. He hadn't ever had what we would call in the New Testament a salvation experience. He had never received a personal message from God. That was normal, of course. He'd never heard God's voice. So he's clueless what's happening. But watch verse eight. Then the Lord called Samuel a third time. And Samuel got up and he went to Eli, the priest, and said, here I am, you call me. Now watch this. The light goes on for Eli. Eli. Then Eli recognized or realized that the Lord was calling the boy. This is the third time that Samuel comes to Eli. And finally, Eli gets it right. God was speaking directly to a 12-year-old boy named Samuel. What does this show us? It shows us a great warning for every one of us. Eli's spiritual perception Was gone. He couldn't have recognized the voice of God. From A to Z. Why? He stopped obeying God. God hadn't spoken to him in so long. His heart was hard. He was insensitive to the things of God. And it takes three times. For him to go. Okay. And guess what God was doing. Would he come to Eli? No. Why wouldn't he come to Eli? He won't listen. So who does he go to? A 12-year-old boy who didn't have a hard heart, had never heard God speak, but God knew his heart. He knew what Samuel would do, and Samuel would be one of the greatest judges and prophets in the Old Testament. Now watch this. Eli had failed as a leader. He'd failed as a father. And God now says, I'm going to find somebody else to speak to. Eventually, you're going to see what happens. Look at verse 9. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak. Watch this. Lord, your servant is listening. He knew that God was speaking. So Samuel went and lay down. And the Lord came and stood there. Aren't you glad God's patient? Four four times to get it right. How many know what that's like? I know what that's like. He's calling. He's calling. He's calling. And finally, the light comes on for it. The light has come on for some of you this morning. He's been after you forever. And you've never turned your life over to God. He's patient. He doesn't want anyone to perish. So Samuel went and laid down. And the Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. What did Joseph and Mary say? Okay, God, since you're the boss, I'll marry Mary. Mary said, I don't understand how I could be pregnant and bear the Savior of the world, but because you said so, God, I will obey with a servant. Attitude. Why? You're boss. I'm not. When we get that down, you're on the road to success. You are not the boss. I am not the boss. He's the boss. He's the Almighty God. And the Lord said to Samuel See, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hear it tingle. At that time, I will carry out against Eli. Everything I spoke against his family from beginning to end. So you're going to see, we'll talk about that, what really takes place. Samuel promised God he would listen if God would speak to him. God honored Samuel's promise and spoke to him. So I want to give you a little homework to practice this week. So get your pens ready, get your tabs ready, whatever. Here's what I want you to do this week. I want you to read just these few verses, eight verses. I want you to read Psalm 119. Verses 33 to 40. So very simple. All of you can do that. Every single one of you can do that. And here's what I want you to say. Just before you're getting ready to read it. Because when you read the word, is God speaking to you from his word? Yes, Yes, he is. So when you read it, say this. Speak, Lord, for your servant. Your name. Mark, Jim, Judy. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And when you read it with a servant attitude... Say, God, what are you saying to me from these verses? Is it encouragement? What are you saying to me from these verses? I want to know, God, what you're thinking. It's for me. Now, God can use that passage to speak lots of things to different people. He knows how to go right to your heart. And basically, watch what's going to happen in 2017. When you and I go through life, we have all kinds of things on our list. Needs. Look at this. See if you see anything you might need God's help with this year. Here we go. Anybody here going to need direction? By the way, realistically, if I wanted to give you exercise again, we just all hold our hands up together and go through this list. Okay, here we go. I need direction. I need correction. I need refreshment. I need wisdom. I need peace. I need strength. I need hope. I need forgiveness. I need comfort. I need encouragement. The world will not give you any of that. Only God. Because he's a good, good father. That's what you're going to need in your life. And as you read the scriptures, God's going to give you that. He's going to give you insight. I've been studying for months trying to hear. I said, God, what do you want to say to your people? How do I divide this up? How do I do this? What am I going to say about marriage? It's not me. I want God to speak to me. What do you want your people to hear? No, he has plans for you and his plans for you are not my plans. And they're not the same plan for me. He has plans for me. And basically what you're saying to God, I want to know what you want me to do. As I've been praying about this, I believe if something changes, something changes. Can you imagine if our 9,000 or 10,000 or 8,000, whatever number of people come every weekend? I don't really care about that. Can you imagine if we all Learn to listen to God. Do you think there'd be any difference in our lives? How about the church? Are you kidding? Good and bad. We'd hear all kinds of things. And he'd direct us. Let me give you a promise. Write this down. Put it at home. And let's begin meditating on this verse. Watch this verse. Isaiah 30, 21. Promise from God, if you're a Christian. Your own ears will hear him right behind you. How personal is that? A voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. Now that is fantastic. Pastor Mike, I'm so confused. Don't be confused. God is not confused. He knows exactly. You said, well, some things I have to make decisions on are not in the Bible directly. Of course. You can't turn to Deuteronomy 7.3 and it says... Mark, Mary, Linda. I wish it would have. It didn't. Here's what I want to say to you I want you to expect God to speak to you. This is not a lot of homework. This is a very simple passage. I want you to expect God to speak to you because He's going to do a new thing in all of our lives. Listen, we're going to clearly know the will of God as we listen to Him. When you do that, listen with a servant. Attitude, And this year is absolutely going to be incredible.
0: Today, we wrapped up the sermon, Because God Says So, I Will Listen with a Servant Attitude. We learned more from Pastor Mark about how God feels about us, how much He loves us. We also found out that God has a plan for every single person's life. It's comforting to know that we are not left on this earth to flounder aimlessly through this life alone. There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit lessonsforlivingradio.com. Next time, we'll begin a new message in the Because God Says So series. Pastor Mark will begin teaching, Because God Says So, I Will Obey Regardless of My Feelings. Prepare to be challenged as well as encouraged by what God has to say about our ability to know Him to a degree. We'll learn how God speaks to us and how best to listen. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living and together, let's do life right.
1: in a hurry.